Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. The COP28 Summit just got underway today in Dubai, a region known for oil production. On today's show, we're going to look at a recently published paper co-authored by Professor Kelly Hsu of the Yale School of Management and Samuel Hartsmark of the Carroll School of Management at Boston College. This paper shows categorically that the penalties imposed on high-polluting firms actually don't have the desired effect and in many cases can be counterproductive to the stated goal of saving the planet. Imagine you're an investor focused on sustainability and you read about two companies. Martin Marietta, which supplies heavy building materials, emitted about a thousand tons of carbon per million dollars of revenue in 2021. The other end of the spectrum, an insurance company like Travelers Insurance, prides itself on how low its emissions are, just one ton per million dollars of revenue. Which of those two companies should get your investment if you're focused on green technology? Most sustainable investment funds today would pick the Travelers Insurance and they would shy away from Martin Marietta. And that's the problem. In the paper, Shu and Hartsmark argue the most widely used approach to sustainable investment is actively pushing heavily polluting firms towards greater greenhouse gas emissions, and that's counterintuitive. Most sustainable investing today involves building a portfolio of low-emission or green firms like Travelers and excluding the so-called brown firms like, say, ExxonMobil or Martin Marietta. The underlying goal is to lower the cost of financing for green firms and to raise it for brown firms. With enough time and money, at least that's how the thinking goes, this strategy will incentivize all firms, green and brown alike, to improve their environmental impact. But that's not exactly what happens in practice. I mean, if you think about it, when a firm is under financial duress, they become very focused on the short term. They're focused on financial survival. They're not thinking about making long-term sustained investments on things that are going to save the planet. They're just trying to stay alive till the next quarter. So when you put those firms under financial duress, they pollute more. They pollute more because they're being punished financially. On the other hand, rewarding firms, creating incentives, does a lot for those brown firms, but actually does very little for those already green firms to try and improve their environmental impact. See, most of the green firms favored by sustainable investments tend to be in services. They tend to be in insurance, healthcare, financial services. And these green firms start with close to zero emissions just by the very nature of their business. They're very unlikely candidates to develop new green technologies. The authors of the paper reached that conclusion by studying emissions data from over 3,000 large companies from the year 2002 to 2020. They divided the firms into five different segments based on greenhouse gas emissions, adjusting for revenue because larger companies generally emit more than smaller ones. Then, using that historical data, they analyzed how the highest and lowest emitting groups responded to changes in their cost of capital, like those the sustainable investment movement seek to bring about. What we find is that when the green firms experience a change in their cost of capital, the emissions basically don't change because their emissions are really a function of the nature of the business. On the other hand, brown firms significantly increase emissions following an increase in their cost of capital. Rather than incentivizing improvements, starving brown firms from cheap money leads them to double down on existing methods of production, because continuing with old, high-polluting production is how brown firms can earn cash quickly to avoid bankruptcy. Punishing brown firms with expensive financing pushes them away from making long-term investments in new green technology that ultimately could reduce emissions. 
Even a small, a modest percentage increase in emissions from an already heavily polluting brown firm has a significant environmental impact. On average, a brown firm will emit 261 times more emissions than the average green firm. So for green firms, even a major percentage increase or reduction in emissions has a negligible impact on the environment. But on the other hand, if a brown firm changes its emissions in either way by even just 1%, that's way more meaningful than a typical green firm changing its emissions by 100%, basically zeroing out their emissions altogether. So if we go back to the case of Travelers Insurance and Martin Marietta, the numbers are even more extreme. A 100% reduction in Travelers Insurance would be equivalent to a 0.1% reduction from Martin Marietta. Focusing too much on percentage reduction in emissions and too little on absolute emissions is a broad problem. Brown firms that make small, hard-won percentage reductions are generally still considered toxic assets, and they can't be included in the green portfolio. That's actually creating the wrong incentives. Instead, it motivates firms that are currently green to engage in trivial or greenwashing to make themselves look even more green. But if you look at the patents that have been filed in recent years that relate to green technology, the vast majority of those patents were filed voluntarily by so-called top emitters. Innovating and filing of patents takes a large investment. You're not going to find an insurance company or a law firm, both of which are low-emissions businesses, filing patents on how to improve the environment. You might draw the wrong conclusion that the world needs more law firms and more insurance companies and fewer companies engaged in transportation. The other thing that happens in public companies, when they're placed under carbon emission scrutiny, they will often solve the problem by outsourcing the high-polluting portions of their supply chain to other companies or to other geographies in the world where environmental laws are more relaxed. The proof is overwhelming that when companies face higher capital costs and are placed under financial stress, they become concerned about financial survival. Long-term thinking goes out the window. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.